Welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene, the only ghost-friendly and bad ghost-free podcast, Audio Sage, with your host Gio and my co-host Rob. How's it going, Rob? I'm just hoping that everyone is experiencing this new year, um, hopefully you know, coming down off of a really busy start. It's a 666 year, everyone, so it can be pretty intense. Uh, I've been feeling some pretty intense vibes out there. Um, you know, but like I said, like I was saying before, I'm trying to keep positive, you know, I'm trying to spin these vibes. I'm trying to flip the six upside down to, right. to the nine. Cause we, it's 2019 after all. So I'm going to keep it, keep it flipped, flip the script, everyone. That's a, that, that's the motto that I'm going to go for. And I hope you do too. That's right. Hashtag flip the script guys. We have just entered a new month. Um, like Rob was saying, January is over. And we are now into the dregs. Um, February is one of the first most dangerous months of the year. Think about it in terms of, of just days. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 28 days of hell. That's, there's a reason why it's so short. And also, you have one of the most haunted uh, celebrations of, of love, right? Well, before, in, before we, we talk about, about the love... It's sometimes there's 29 days though, Joe. Once every four years. And, and why is that? Why is that? That's because you've got to do the math, Joe, because eight minus two is six. And then 29 gives you two more upside down sixes. Wow. So when you put the whole month together, the reason why you have these two separate dates is to give us the magic of 666 within the month. And you say magic, and it's true. That is pure magic spinned by whoever created this month. This was total numerology at work here. And, you know, other other places, uh, they celebrate the exact same way. February is, is universal. And so this universal 666 goes everywhere. And it's really scary, but we're here with you. We're here to guide you through this month. This is going to be a month that is uh, – we're going to be trying something new out. I mean we've done this once before where we will kind of focus in on a, on a single subject and kind of really go through the guts. We, we did that with the Lost Boys, uh, a multi-series where we just really took down every single movie. We're going to be doing something similar this month because this is a classic month for you guys to be aware that – the history of ghosts and the history of the paranormal research is is very deep. It's very long. And so we're going to be taking you down the, the road of history through this month. The classics, all of the hauntings that everybody can't stop talking about, we're going we're gonna to tackle. And this week we have a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get there, there's some current news in Hollywood that is brewing. Rob um, told me some very, very interesting stuff. Rob, uh, take it away. I think they have to know this. 
They do. First of all, uh, the guy who invented these crazy haunted days is Pope Greg the Thirteenth. Hmm. So that's how you know it's unlucky. My God. But in this year, the year that Pope Greg the Thirteenth came up with the two thousand and nineteenth edition of this crazy cycle, we have the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. A part of this carousel of of ghosts administration uh, filled with Hollywood hacks, such as Steve Mnuchin, uh, that is revealed that he is taking he's in business deals with uh, Russian oligarchs that are tied to the Russian government, and they're producing movies in Hollywood as well. Uh, just things showing that the connections between these two are becoming more and more clear. We're seeing the receipts, we're seeing the numbers, and obviously now we're at this point where the accountants are going in and we're pulling out, we're doing the hard data, and we're, we're tallying every single ghost. So this is really big news. Uh, you know, This is how we start to actually take action on these people too, when you get those hard numbers. Uh, and you can start making counterspells as well. As soon as you see their math, you would know exactly the kind of spells and the equations that you need to counteract in order to take them down. There's a couple things that strike me with uh, Steve Mnookin. Um, one, his last name, last name sounds like Munchkin, right? Steve Munchkin, Mnookin, um, Munchkin. There, there's something about the two words that definitely sound like a spell. And also kind of like a like if you Mnookin, if you kind of switch that up, it's almost like chipmunk. Kind of like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, I'm not sure if he was a lost brother of the Chipmunks. He definitely looks like an animal, kind of turned into a human. And if we have to remember, uh, he has done a lot of movies, but one of the recent ones, actually the most recent one, was a movie called Suicide Squad. And if, if you guys want me to spell it out for you, suicide is just another form of death and a ghost creation. So basically... He was saying Ghost Squad. That's the movie he made. And I, I believe that that was the movie that the Russian oligarchs had some, um, you know, some heavy, heavy influence in. So they made a movie together about a squad of ghosts, which is, I mean, pretty par for the course for, for uh, the Ghost in the Scene team. But for people that don't know, they thought it was just about Harley Quinn and a guy who looks like an alligator or something. Right. And then for our long-term listeners, like this story is obviously not surprising. It's not breaking in any way. Uh, this is common knowledge, but I, but we feel like it is important to point out because before we were just speaking in a more speculative tone and now we have the receipts. Yes. And it's, it's good that we know all of this, that the fact that Russia and Europe as a whole has influence in Hollywood. Um, that's something that we've been talking about for a long time. But what we didn't know was who the players were. We just kind of knew the general story. Because this story can be tracked back all the way, you know, from World War One, And the idea that a lot of Americans died in Europe. And all of their ghosts were kind of like, you know, stateless ghosts. They had no home. Homeless ghosts in, in Europe wandering the battlefields and if you're a russian farmer 
right? And and you're going you're going back to your field, and you hear a bunch of Americans singing Yankee Doodle, and you go in, into the field and there's no one there, and it's all ghosts. You you complain to the government. You say, "I got to get these ghosts out of here." And so that's what they did. This was a funnel. The idea that all of these American ghosts in Europe, they had to go home. And so you send them through movies, through film. You capture them on a, on a reel, and you send them packaged all the way back home to their loved ones. And, you know, back in the day, they would show all of the uh, film reels of, of the war zones and all that stuff in movie theaters. So there's that Hollywood connection, and they would show it to the people. The people would reabsorb the American ghosts, and that's how they developed the relationship between you know Russia and Hollywood. And we're just seeing it, you know, maybe what 60, 70 years later. But it's it's the same relationship, just different people. And I think you're right, Joe. And I think it is to say that there's more than just Russia here in this story because it is Europe as a whole. And I think our recent investigations in France and our ongoing investigations, upcoming investigations in Europe will further prove this, this whole network is connected globally. Um, and although we're just focusing on these two players right now, uh, this is a really mass conspiracy that needs to be revealed. Exactly. And, and I think we're the only ones that are doing it. Yeah, no one else is talking about this. Literally, I mean, I watch a lot of television. I watch a lot of news. And Russia, 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 everyone's talking about Russia. But they don't talk about Europe as a whole. They don't talk about the ghosts. And frankly, if you're not leading with ghosts in every news report, I, I, I can't take you seriously because you're ignoring the crisis at our front door and it's not even it's it's in the house guys the ghosts are in the house they're not even at the front door anymore they're in your tv they're in your cell phone you know I mean, they're running Apple government Watch. at this point yeah exactly they, they they are literally in a house painted white with ghosts right now the people in the government steve mnuchin reports to um, Billy Baldwin every single day. And we could talk about that, but frankly, we don't have time. Um, um, this is kind of more of a, a, a ponderous story. Uh, we want you to think about this and, and all the implications. Russia and the White House and Hollywood, this triangle of... It, it's, it's not a power triangle, it, it, because they're taking resources from each other. Hollywood needs this, so the White House gives that. You know, Russia needs this, so the White House kind of bends over here. It, it is a very unstable triangle. I want to say, right, I mean, these are players that are really at odds with each other. They're All three of them are trying to get under on each other. So, And I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I know that it's going to affect all of us. Um, and ultimately, you know, we're going to probably bear the brunt of whatever fallout this spell has because it's going to be ugly, uh, and you know, we just need to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. I guess the only positive thing I could think of before we leave this is the fact that there are some American ghosts that were let back into America um, through some kind of weird pipeline, um, a, a film pipeline. My only concern is that 
there were probably European ghosts also captured. And so now it's kind of like they were taken from their homeland. And so you have to imagine there's probably a large population of European ghosts kind of just taken from their homeland. And they didn't realize, you know, that they were on, on this journey. And now they're here in Hollywood. And so that European kind of like haunting feeling that you have when you enter Los Angeles, I finally understand why. And it's because of this. It's, it's this pipeline. So let's get into the uh, classic ghost encounter, the paranormal research that we're going to get into this week. Because uh, we're doing four weeks of this. And the first week, I really wanted to talk about something a little more kind of culturally relevant. This is something that's been ramping up only in the past 20 years, 23 years. So uh, this is the phenomenon of black-eyed children, um, also known as black-eyed kids. Do you know about these uh, these kids, Rob? You know, it's only more recently that they've come to my attention. Um, and they're very um, mysterious paranormal creatures. Um, you know, I may have had brushes with them. Uh, I can go into that later as we okay. as we can describe for everyone out up there um, who are not in the know. Uh, but I, this is something to be paying attention to because this is history in the making. This is it's a recent paranormal phenomenon. Uh, this is a new spell. So I think this is something very interesting to take note of and to study. Exactly. So for uh, people that don't know, I'll, I'll just quickly kind of give you a, a synopsis of what a black-eyed child or kid is. So um, black-eyed kids are, and, and this is from uh, Creepypasta and, you know, um, the internet forums. This is kind of when this started, this, this uh, phenomenon, when people started talking about it. Um, frankly, I mean, I, I personally believe that this is a phenomenon as old as, as we are, but um, it's only been really noticed recently. And so here's kind of uh, the, their MO. So they look like normal kids, usually from 6 to 16. Um, they also have a certain air of uh, unease. People feel really weird and sick and gross around them. And their most defining thing is, of course, they have pure black eyes. Both of their eyes are completely blacked out. They have no color. Um, and they ask for something. They always go up to you and they say, oh, may I have uh, a cell phone that I could borrow? Or can I get into your car? You know, can you give me a ride, you know, to the airport? Stuff like that. And usually it's kind of a trick. It's a prank that these kids are playing on you. And it's like a paranormal prank because if you help them, you, you get ill, physically sick. And it makes, uh, I would say it, it creates some kind of in, intestinal ghost that uh, makes you very sick. And these kids have uh, all started, you know, uh, from 1996 up until now, which is very, very strange that in 96, is the first case of the black-eyed children on the internet. I mean, I, it's to me, it's no surprise, because this is something we've already been talking about, is the year 1996. 
and the power that it holds as a 666 year, one of the more powerful ones that there are, because you have that alignment of two upside down sixes right next to, excuse me, a regular six, ending in a right side up six. So there's a lot of power in that, in that the year before 1995, you could also argue is a 666 year, because the one and the five also make a six, giving you three. Exactly. And it's the precursor to the to the upside down six year. But you're right. It, it is actually probably even more so of a 666 year. And we proved that when we were talking about Johnny Depp's nick of time. And I quickly wanted to mention um, Johnny Depp. This isn't a full Depp step, so we're not going to play the music. But um, there's a clip that I wanted to to show you guys just to kind of prove that he really is connected all over that there is nothing that he has not touched. So this is a clip of him on Jay Leno. Um, he was trying to be really charming. Um, I, I don't think it worked, but Jay Leno seemed pretty charmed. He was, he was very uh, blushed the whole time. So um, we're going to play this clip, and we'll just show you that he knew about Black Eyed Kids in 1995. So so here we go. You can play a young Sinatra. I think you can pull out. Oh, all right so there you go he just said it he called himself old black eyes and this is 95 a year before a black eyed kid was ever mentioned on the internet ever mentioned on on a message board anywhere and he already knew about it so what does that say that says that johnny knows all johnny has touched everything and he's involved with everything but it could also say that he's a musician. He knows about music. He knows about you know performers and bands, and he's kind of in the know. He he understands what's what's going to pop, what's going to hit and break. And so, and this is kind of the crux of our of our argument here in this episode that black eyed children and black eyed kids they come from somewhere, right? They have uh, parents, and we believe we have found their parents. We found the people that have created these black-eyed kids. And Johnny Depp may have, you know, been one of the early kind of uh, likers of of this uh, this group of people, one of their fans. So, Rob, do you know much about the, the band, the Black-Eyed Peas? You know, I've, of course, always heard their music growing up. But speaking right now, I would say that I would assume that their name means the black-eyed parents. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Um, that was a spoiler. Um, that's exactly what we're talking about. And that's what needs to happen. You need to listen to more spoilers too, by the way. Because yeah. that way the ghosts can't creep up on you. Exactly. You know what's coming. And this is exactly what we're talking about. So you're going to ask us, right? This is, this is a, uh, we're going to get this on our comments Guys, you know, leave them alone. Leave the Black Eyed Peas alone. They were they were really good. They made good music, and they just inspired people. Um, sorry, you're wrong, everybody. This is a rude awakening, but you have to be woke, right? And it, it doesn't matter if it's rude or not. It's the fact that you're woke. That's what matters. When you're asleep, that's where the ghost can get you. It's when you're most vulnerable. And so let's be woke here and really try to pick apart the Black Eyed Peas. 
So they got together in 1995. That's when they formed. They were called the Black Eyed Pods. Uh, if you think of a pod, a pod is just an eye, the circle of an eye, you know, a, a, a sphere. and A natal state, really. And exactly. Think about that. A pod is, is basically them having almost give birth. It's like the conception of what they were doing, right? Right. And they only were, went by this name for 1995. Exactly. They changed it to peas, um, maybe for the parents to, to kind of like have a little separation, right? Because now the pod is grown. It, it, now they get to be a, a parent, right? So that's why that's where the peas comes in. But lest we forget, this is when 1995 is when they started. 1995 is when Johnny Depp calls himself Old Black Eyes, which I believe is kind of what the people of you know the uh, black eyed peas nation they call themselves you know like how people who really like Nicki minaj i think they call themselves the um the barbie dolls right or uh, lady gaga has her little monsters mm -hmm. i think that um black eyed peas people call themselves black eyes the black eyes and if you think about it i i think people already listening are starting to kind of make the connection. If you call yourself as a fan, a black eye, right? It's only going to kind of come true. The spell is working because you're calling yourself a black eye and you become a black eyed kid, a child of the black eyed peas. So this should be scaring a lot of you because like Rob said, Rob, you listened to black eyed peas when you were younger. Oh, yeah, like, you know, boom, boom, pow, I got a feeling, I'm a bee. Um, you know, their songs are very directive, you know, very simple. Yeah. Almost telling you to, to do something. I got a feeling, you know, and that song's about, have, uh, about tonight being a good night. But they don't explain what they're doing, really. They just, you know, I got my cup, let's fill it up. With blood? They don't say. And then they're not talking about daytime. They're talking about nighttime. That's mm. when the ghosts are walking. That's when the black-eyed kids go and, and, and kind of do their pranks. So the Black Eyed Peas got around. They made three albums. Um, all of them had singles, right? Let's talk about the people in, in the Black Eyed Peas. So we got Will I Am, Apple D App, Taboo. And Fergie, uh, those were the original members. And let's kind of just do a quick uh, little bio. So we already talked about, you know, there's their uh, boom boom pow, and I, you know, uh, I'm a bee. But they they did uh, don't funk with my heart. Where is the love? Meet me halfway. I mean, you know, these guys were everywhere. They they played, you know. Um, Big stadiums, small studios, literally there wasn't a place in the world that they didn't play. And if we look at the uh, releases of their music, let's start off with their last, uh, last album they came out with was called The End, and that was in 2009, right? Before that was 2003. So 
a six-year difference, right, from 2009, 2003, both 666 years possibly. And then Fergie comes out with her own album in 2006. So we have every third year accounted for. And really, this, this is a story of a band that started with a very simple and kind of genius idea, you know? Turn your fan base into an army, into a paranormal army. And my thesis is I believe that Fergie co-opted and kind of stole her, you know, her part of the recipe and then, you know, formed it into herself, into her own kind of like solo career and then moves on and is now working with powers much greater. So... Let's get into a little bit of the other people first. Uh, let's talk about Taboo. These are obvious magicians. If you look at their names, except for Fergie, everybody has like super weird names. Will I Am? It, it could be William, right? But it, in mm -hmm. fact, it's Will I Am. And then another guy named Apple D. App. I don't. I don't know anybody in the whole world in the universe that calls themselves Apple D app or will I am, which obviously means that these people are sorcerers. They come from an alternate dimension where their names have periods in the middle of them or, or something. And maybe, and here's my, my idea. What if taboo is the conjurer, the shaman from, from this mortal realm. And he conjures these two, you know, superhuman possible. I, I don't know who the hell these are. These sorcerers, Will I am an Apple D app? I mean, um, their names sound also like their spells themselves. Will I am? He's conjuring himself. Exactly. Uh, and also the will, like willpower as well. So you can see where his charisma comes from. An Apple D app. It's like you're making apps. He's an app mogul. Yeah, from the future, he's he's making apps to the to the point where he even changed his name legally. To, to Apple D app. And then I, I think you were very right uh, in, in saying the willpower thing because that was Will I Am's album that he, he released. It was called Willpower, which, I mean, like we said, it, it, it's obvious. It's so obvious that people kind of tend to kind of forget how obvious it really is. It's but, because they're hiding in plain sight, you know? They they tell you all these things to your face, so you forget about it. So when we, we're breaking this news, it doesn't seem like it's very surprising. Exactly. So they go out and tour, starting in 1996, which is uh, a very interesting year because, like we said, that was the same year that the Black Eyed Kids phenomenon broke on the internet. And that's when it really started getting reported over and over and over again. And you have to wonder, okay, so the Black Eyed Peas start touring and Black Eyed Kids start coming out of the woodwork. There is a connection. Every show they play, and of course, if you think about it, you know, when you're a, a starting off band, I mean, I, I'm in, I've been in some music uh, projects and Rob has too. We play for pretty small numbers of people at first. You know, um, a, a group of, of you know, 10,000, 
maybe 20,000 people, that, that's a small group when you're starting off. But over the, over the course of time, as you get more popular, you're, you're playing for a million, two mil, three mil. A, a couple of years into it, you're, you're playing for a lot of people, the whole world. And that's the kind of trajectory they had. At first, it was small. So, you know, only, let's say, a thousand people are, are, are getting reported as Black Eyed Kids. But it's been growing exponentially. Ever since they got started, Black Eyed Kids are everywhere now. And, and we have proof, and we can get into that proof. But let's just talk a little bit more about the, uh, the Fergie aspect of all of this. Because um, Fergie, interestingly, is married to an actor and actually uh he's he's been in some um some movies too the transformers movies right i think his name is josh dumal i mean a very mysterious figure and we should also say we are also speaking of stacy and ferguson who goes by fergie as you all know as fergie as her spell name would want you to believe mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. stacy ann um has been really interested into this is a big part of this magical spell that I think we're seeing the proliferation of black eyed children has grown even since the, you know, 1995 when it started, as you were saying before, you know, your army starts small, but it expands globally. Um, I had a brush in with a black eyed child this last week. What? Uh, and that's how I know it's spreading. I am going, I, I take public transportation, um, and I'm going there, you know, it's reliable. It's the best way to be ghost free is to, to take public transportation. Um, at least you're shuttling through the ghosts, but in this particular instance, I'm almost to my station and then almost seemingly out of nowhere. I get shoved to the side. Whoa. And I turn around and I see this person that immediately my body feels different. And I just have this great anxiety about me. And I see this person, they can't be more than 16 years old. And they are telling me, please stop it. Just stop. Stop doing what you're doing. And then I had to fire back at him saying, I'm not doing anything. And you need to calm down. Yeah. And as I was saying this, and I was looking him in the eyes as I was saying them, and I don't recall seeing the whites around his pupils as they normally would. I didn't really think about that till, you know, maybe when you were telling me first about these black-eyed children, but it's true. Wow. He had dark eyes, and I left. I said my piece, and I was gone. And, I, and that was that. Uh, but I couldn't help but feel just, I had the strangest feeling the entire day. Um, and, you know, I, and now that I think about it more, I think he was probably purposely sent by maybe Fergie, by Stacey Ann Ferguson herself, knowing that we'd be reporting on this. And now it, now you understand why he told you to stop. Because he knew that we'd be telling the truth. So yeah, absolutely, Rob. I mean, people don't realize how how much grave danger that that we put ourselves in every week reporting what we do, the truth. But it's it is truly a hairy situation when we're out there in the world 
and you have you know people like you know uh, the Warner Brothers Corporation who are out to get us, the Disney Corporation who are out to get us, Johnny Depp who's out to get us, everybody who we've kind of taken down has a grudge. And even the people that we're researching, you know, if, if they find out that we're going to tell the, the truth about them, like, like possibly Fergie, then yeah, she would absolutely send one of her, her black eyed stooges to come and get you. And so I'm just, I'm very glad that you're here to tell your story. I'm very glad that that uh, black eyed kid didn't do anything. And you also didn't give him your cell phone or anything like that. That's good. And also, yeah, I mean, the fact that you were on public transportation saved you from him asking for a ride because he was already, you know, getting a ride from the bus driver. So genius work. I'm, I'm very glad you got out of there safe. But, I mean, Fergie's on to us, and, and she knows uh, that we know. And so I think it's time we take the gloves off and kind of focus in on her because, we, you know, Will I Am, Taboo, and Apple D app, they are still in Black Eyed Peas, but Fergie left, right? She is no longer a member. So the Black Eyed Peas continue. They're still touring. They're still making music and still creating Black Eyed Children. But Fergie took her ball, took all of her potions, took everything that she learned from her, her time in, in that band, in that I mean, group. Learning, I mean, think about it. Learning from these interdimensional sorcerers. From right? the future, yeah, exactly. And... She already has the Hollywood connection with Josh Dumas. They they were separated, but they were together uh, from 2009 to 2017, which is absolutely long enough for her to have gained knowledge of Hollywood and the inner workings of Hollywood. And then, I mean, okay, so she's a performer. She's a singer. She's a dancer. All that kind of stuff, right? If you guys go to her Wikipedia page... I want everybody to do this because I, I don't want you to think that I'm lying. You will see there's not a, a photo of her performing or dancing or singing. She's in a suit. She, she looks, you know, professional. And it is a picture of her at the State Department in 2014. Which is odd. Um, because there is... One thing that I, I, I omitted to tell you because I wanted to do this for a dramatic effect, but in 2014, a scientist did research and found out that the number of black-eyed children, of black-eyed kids around the world being reported has risen dramatically. And so you have to wonder where that information came from, right? Where did he pull those numbers from? He probably pulled it from the State Department's debriefing when Fergie came in and told them what she was able to do in creating these black-eyed kids. I mean, it all kind of makes sense when you think about it from the fact that she left the black-eyed peas, the black-eyed parents, and she became like a single mom herself to her own army of, of you know, black-eyed kids. And then she goes, because if you, if, if you watch... The movies that her husband was in, he was in all the Transformers movies as, as a Marine, a special Marine. And so he was heavily involved in the State Department and, and doing kind of ops and research for all the State Department stuff. Because, yeah, I don't think that's something that everyone quite understands is that when Hollywood is making these war films, 
for realistic effect, they're filming actual scenes of war and they're painting it over in post-production to make it look like it's entertainment. But it's really the actual battlefields working with the U.S. government. Exactly. Uh, and exactly. making it right and just hiding it again in plain sight. And this goes back to the idea of, of, of the pipeline of the American ghost you know, repatriation. This, this all has to do with um, getting ghosts back to, back to their homes. And the idea that you can do that as long as you have the funnel from, from the battlefield to, to the people. And the best way to do that is to make a movie, in quotations, you know, film a movie. And then what you're doing is you're just filming the battlefield and you're making the story points in the movie around that. And through all of the kind of uh, Hollywood tr tricks, it, it, it's easily done. And we're all fools for it, except we're not. You know, the Ghost in the Scene team, we, we understand that this is all real life murder that's happening in front of our very own eyes. So Fergie in 2014 goes to the State Department on behest of her husband because he's been doing all of this research um, and he's been involved heavily in, in the battlefield. I mean, would you say behest? I mean, this is, I mean, power couple here because this is, I mean, Fergie's been working on this project for some time as well. I don't think you can, you know, absolve her of a lot of this responsibility. And in fact, I think um, the fact yeah, that they... By, by Fergie, I mean Stacy and Ferguson. Yes. I want to make sure that we're speaking about the true person here. Yes. So Stacy Ann Ferguson separates from Josh Dumal in 2017, which I'm going to say is something very big because she broke from the Black Eyed Peas, right, in 2009, and then she gets with Josh Dumal. She leaves Josh Dumal. 2017 and is now single and let's kind of uh i mean could you say josh amal is kind of like the yoko ono of the black eyed peas absolutely absolutely and, and i'm glad you said that because people were going to get angry that you didn't say that because he he's literally if, if you go to his wikipedia he's the the yoko ono of the black eyed peas is aka so josh Dumal was in war movies. He was in the State Department doing method acting. Mm -hmm. And so here's, here's my, my, the story that I'm going to tell, okay? Th this, this is all hypothetical, but like I said, I'm an empath, and, and I read auras and, and energies, and, and this, just, this story just feels right to me. So Fergie, after being in the Black Eyed Peas, after learning how to conjure all of these Black Eyed children, is in a relationship with Josh Dumal, who is in all of the Transformers movies as um, a military dude. He was also in um, the Call of Duty Black Ops game. So, you know, he's CGI'd up the wazoo. He knows every, he's been to every battlefield there is and, and filmed there on location. So she knows all of this. He takes her um, to the State Department and with everybody that he knows, and she tells her story as to how she created an entire army of children in, in her old band and how she's doing it currently. She debriefs them. The evidence leaks. A scientist gets it and realizes the exponential growth of all the black-eyed kids in the world 
And that's how we know about it. But we wouldn't have known about it if it didn't leak. So, you know, thank you to the leakers. So here's what happens. Now she is involved in the government, right? The government basically told her, well, this is great, you know, kind of great uh, evidence that you have here. And so we're going to take all of this research and we're going to use it for the government. But they saw something in Fergie. In, in Stacey Ann Ferguson, they saw the the conniving, the the smart, the kind of like very witty and powerful performer that she was, a sorceress who was able to, you know, talk to people from the future, the 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 uh, Will I Am and the Apple D apps. She was able to harness their power and use it herself. And so they told her, you could be president one day. And I think she's going to do it. And, and there's evidence to show that she is actively trying to pursue the presidency. I mean, it, we were talking about this before, and of course, and this is all about the reverse underground railroad. So there are signs to show people that are getting on. And I know this sounds like a crazy, crazy claim of Fer the first Fergie president of the United States. Folks, I think, you know, we've been down this road before. We, we laughed about a Baldwin president, uh, and yet here we are. So I don't think anything is off the table now. This is a democracy still. Technically, if you're old enough, uh, you, can, you can do it. You can run. And if you're born in the United States, uh, so that Stacey Ann checks both of those boxes, uh, and all that she needs to do to get her ticket is do as one always does is to publicly humiliate yourself on a national stage. Mm -hmm. And that gets you right on board. And I think we all remember when that happened. That's and uh, so this is the, this, the continuation of, of that story. So she finishes her, uh, her, her debriefing. The government tells her, wow, you got a lot of promise, you know, Stacy. You could really make it. And so, you know, she kind of starts setting up her plans. She obviously has to go on tour to create a larger army of, of followers. So a couple of years go by, and she's just with Josh Dumal, just kind of – you know, taking everything together, all of her resources are getting pooled. Then the split happens. Her and Josh Dumal separate in 2017. The very next year, February 20th, 2018, or I believe it's actually the 18th. So one plus nine or one plus one or one plus eight is nine. Mm -hmm. I mean, and think about it. Yeah, the split I think is important too because this is a power couple. So they have been charging the energy created by the both of them uh, for this moment. Exactly. And the static energy breaks off and an arc of lightning is more attached to Fergie. She takes Joshua Mall's star power and kind of absorbs it into herself. And February 18th, she goes and sings the national anthem for the NBA All-Star Game and completely botches it. And guys, um, I'm just going to play it for you because I, I don't think you guys are, are going to understand. But please be aware that this is an absolute spell. 
So be be just brace yourself, guys. This is going to be harsh. Put on some protection if you're feeling vulnerable and lately. If you've seen the ghost within the last 48 hours, definitely wear some eye protection, mm-hmm. some gloves. SPF. Uh, we want you to be safe. Ears. Lots of SPF. So here we go. This is Fergie at the NBA All-Star National Anthem performance. And uh, this is for everybody. How you start on your path towards being the president. Here we go. Okay, guys, hopefully that was uh, okay for you. I, I I had to listen only with one ear on that one because that was too intense for me. We've heard it a couple times just because we had to research it. How'd you feel about that, Rob? To be honest, I actually had to black that all out. I think my encounter with the black-eyed kid um, was a, a intense spell, uh, and I didn't want to take any chances uh, hearing that original uh, spell that Fergie put. I th- feel like that put me at danger, to be honest. And I'm, I'm really sorry that I, I did that to you, Rob. I, I didn't don't, realize. No, don't be sorry, Gio, because this is like the research that we're doing. Like, I, I think that makes it to the point to everyone not to be afraid of any of this, but if just to be cautious and take proper measures. Because we can, I'm, I'm still think that we are here. We're taking on Stacey Ann Ferguson uh, head on. And I, I'm not going to be intimidated to stop. Well, thank you for your bravery. And hopefully that was educational for everybody else. To just, just, to, just to hear, um, you know, she really tried to botch it. She didn't give a solid effort to do good. She gave a solid effort to do bad. And I think it's very obvious when, when you see that. And so from that, of course, she's humiliated. She is roasted. Right, Stacey Ann Ferguson is just crucified online, which is just like Kanye with what he did in in, in the Oval Office, and it is the start. Of Roseanne her... Barr, exactly. Stephen Baldwin as Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Everybody is kind of following the same format, but we have Fergie doing it a year before, right? Fergie did this one year ago, and. Remember, we're in February. This happened February 18th. So we're getting on the one-year anniversary of, of Fergie's entrance into the Underground Railroad. Reverse and on her way to, right. So r- really, exactly. I'm so sorry. The reverse Underground Railroad. I mean, it is the Underground Railroad. You're right. But everyone, but it's just all motion has been set the other direction. That's right. And so Fer- Stacy Ann Ferguson is a contender. Will I am Apple the app taboo? They're going to continue to create an army of black-eyed kids, and now we have to deal with the competition that the government now has this formula, and now they know how to create 
black-eyed people. And so we're going to have to start seeing in, in movies if we see, you know, kids, people with black eyes, anything like that, because all of, all of the technology and information is going to get funneled through Hollywood at some point. And th this is the kind of thing that all of Hollywood uses the technology of, of the government because basically it's a way to kind of camouflage what the government's actually doing. And I mean, that might sound kind of like a conspiracy theory or, or whatever, but it's the truth. Okay. Hollywood and the government, it's all one big cabal. It's all one big group. And the ghosts are floating from one end to the other. Like we said, it's, it's, it's a weird right. triangle. I mean, I want to be careful about using cabal because I don't want to necessarily say that this is uh, anti-Semitic. Like course, I think, of course. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting research. If you look at the Kabbalah uh, texts of Judaism, how it also, I mean, there's a rich his history of paranormal experiences, uh, a research done there as well. And I think religions are interesting things as well in terms of the way that it has helped promote, you know, lift up ghosts and yes. create evil ghosts, but as well as studying them as well. I think Josh Jamel is a, a Catholic as he well. Is. And well, so I think, you know, that's a part of the story as well of Susan Ann Ferguson using that power of Catholicism, especially when she's creating her own army of small children. Uh, unfortunately, we all know, I mean, that the Catholic Church is a very rich history of creating similar sort of child ghosts as well. Absolutely. And in fact, let's kind of remember that um, Rob made a great point there, that religion creates angels, but it also creates demons, right? And it, and it studies both. And that's the kind of thing where, yes, Catholicism has a very, very dark history with children. And Stacey Ann Ferguson and Josh Jumal, as a power couple, probably studied that. As, as, as a way to kind of uh, buffer their own research and to help their own research. Semantics aside, like you have a point, like there's a group of people. Um, and I, you know, I think you hear the word coven a lot, and I think that is anti-witch. Um, yeah, true. So, but there are conspirators uh, there, yes. that are looking to make evil magic. We're going to have to figure out a name for, for them. Um, because it's not just Disney, it's not just Warner Brothers, you know, it's, it's the entire system, but it's all being led by, you know, a figurehead somewhere. We, we, we don't, we, we don't know what to call it. We don't know what to call them or I mean, it could they. be Satan perhaps, but, uh, even but then, I'm not sure, you know, Satan has a lot of, uh, is in a group. It's, it's not a gang. It's, it's some kind of community of of ghosts or demons or people it, it's ever you know it could be a lot of things and we're going to need your help to to kind of decipher this code so uh look forward to to that and hopefully you guys can um stay away from all the black-eyed kids in the world because it just seems that they're kind of getting more and more brave and they're even attacking hosts and, and truth tellers like rob thomas and and frankly that that is too much for us what do you what do you what do you think? You want to call it there? Yeah, I'm a big 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 shout out to all the truth tellers. I think I I we should also mention, um, you know, big shout out to uh, Jesse Smollett. I think you know I don't know if he had the chance to see the eyes of those people that attacked him, but they could have been black, 
even if they weren't, it's an awful thing to happen. You know, people, even, you know, these black eyed children attacks that can inspire other people to attack as well. And I think it also comes from the same place of hatred and uh, this evil magic. So big shout out. Uh, mm -hmm. Glad to hear that he's doing better as well. I can't pretend like anything I, I happened to me was even close uh, or ever could be close that touched on him. So I think this just is a call out for all of us that we need to look out for each other. So stay That's in the right. scene, everyone. That's right. Keep your you eyes know. on the screen. And what happens to any of us could happen to any of us. You know, if, if this happened to one person, if you're thinking it can't happen to you, you're living in a fantasy world. You know, much, uh -huh. much worse things could happen to any of us at any time. And we got to look out for each other and we're going to, you know, tell you the paranormal truth. But, you know, there are a lot of other truths out there that we just can't touch on um, because we're not experts. But go to the experts and, and you find out what what you need to know, because there's a lot of stuff happening in the world. And, you know, I, I'm going to say it, we, we cannot be your only source of of the news. You have to go other places. You got to shop around. Obviously, come back here for the truth, truth about the paranormal. But, you know, there are a lot of things happening in the world, guys. And even in the news that lies, there is always a kernel of truth to be found within. So mm -hmm. the store, the headlines that they run are probably not going to be real. But when you dig into it, you'll see what is actually behind the scenes there. That's right. So, yeah, stay in the scene, guys, and stay extreme. Until next time, uh, enjoy the shortness of this month, but also remember that it is short because it is a terrifying month, and they had to shorten it just so that we could bear living in it. So uh, take care, guys.